Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 wherever you are on the Faith FM network and you are joined this morning by myself, Lawson, and sitting across from me, we have my wonderful co-host, Nikita. <laughs> Nikita, how are you doing for today? I am fantastic, thank you. Yourself? Yeah? Winning? Oh, dude, I'm I'm living my best life, man. I'm Amen. Goals. I mean, school hasn't started yet. I think like that's like <laughs> the really great thing. There's still stuff to do. There's some work to do. Things to organize. Things yes. to sort out. Absolutely. But for the most part, like pretty cruisy at the moment because school hasn't started yet. You know, despite work here at Faith FM and <laughs> just other general things happening mm-hmm. and church things and for me in particular whether it's speaking appointments or this or that or the other yeah but i'm <laughs> i'm living my best life how about you i am also living my best life i've been able to like i even bike um rode in this morning on my bike oh, my nice. push bike, and i got to see this beautiful the beautiful sunset it was like a nice sunrise blood sunrise Sorry. yeah yeah i'm, I'm like that, this that would be i was i was thinking that would be impressive <laughs> if you could see the sunset at this time from a bike ride. I'm like, did you ride from like Europe or something? Oh, 100%. You know, I started riding back in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's powerful. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Okay, so you've ridden your bike in, seen the yes. beautiful blood orange sunrise yes. while you're cruising down University Drive in Kurumong. Mm-hmm. It's downhill as well, so I, I basically oh, sped all the way down. <laughs> mate, you're, you're cruising. That's awesome. Seeing the, the cute animals and the, the goats. chickens and the I'm goats. I'm just like, Meh. I yeah. want some help. <laughs> <laughs> I want to so talk good. to you guys. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, it, it has really been decent weather here. Mm. I went for like a, a a nice walk last night, and you know, checking out the sights and the spots and a good dinner. So yeah, like it's it's really nice. good weather. Good time to get out and about. Mm. Maybe I think yesterday was nice here in Newcastle because it was a little bit overcast versus just like direct sun death ray. Yes. Uh, very pale. Well, coming up in today's show, we are going to be looking at. Vaping, we're going to be hopefully getting to Palestine as well, potentially Planned Parenthood too, and we are also going to be picking up our Bible studies, looking at God is the Judge, as well as an interview with Jennifer Skews. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Joined by myself, Lawson, got Nikita in the studio, and of course, producer Shell on the decks, getting it done, pushing the buttons, making sure you guys can hear us. And <laughs> she, she's really, we, she's our glue guy. She's a, like, mm. if, if we were a basketball team, she's like the point guard, you know? Yes. She's, she's passing out, feeding out, making sure we've all got clear shots to get it done. She's know? the impressive one, the one that manages to do everything and makes us look fantastic. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. We're, and then we make a fool of ourselves yes. when they put mics in front of us and we <laughs> say silly things. But, hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. And, of course, guys, we are having a draw every single day, not just Hectic. on Friday, every single day. So you need to get in for the draw, for our amazing prize, which I'll talk to you about just in a second. But, Nikita, can you get for us our first quiz question? Yes, I can do that. Our first question is, when Jesus asked, whom do you think I am? Which disciple answered, thou art the Christ? Mm, if you know the answer to that one, hey, 0491 is the number to text. If you text the number with the correct answer, you'll go into the draw to win 
We have this book here, The Atheism Prophecy by Ivor Myers, How Christianity Fueled Atheism. And it's kind of, we were actually talking about this a little bit with Matthew yesterday, the, the, the concept of the Hegelian dialectic and that, uh, you know, you need two sides of a particular, mm. uh, you've got a, you've got a thesis and an antithesis and then those lead to a synthesis. I, I think, what this is getting at in particular is the division that has been caused mm. between these two groups and how yeah. it is spurred on hostility between them and how Absolutely. God responds to that, mm. especially, you know, the difference between you've got like secular atheism as well as Christianity mm-hmm. and, and what those look like, not only as a belief system, but also as a political ideology and all those different things. Guys, this is a fantastic book. We also have Voice of the Martyr calendars, which we are giving absolutely for free. So again, that number 0491 Do you want to read that clue one more time? Can do. When Jesus asked, whom do you think I am? Which disciple answered, thou art the Christ? Mm, 0491-064-669. That is the number you're listening to The Breakfast Show. Nikita, what is happening in the world of positively different news? Yes, so it's actually, it came out on the news on Monday, actually, Mm -hmm. that the UK government announced that they plan to ban the sale of disposable vapes to children by the end of this year or early 2025. Oh, that's fantastic. Like, it's that's amazing. Amazing to hear because I, I, I did some further research into this. Mm, it's okay. increasingly crazy just how um, many children actually vape nowadays. Yep. Like I remember when I was younger um, having a little bit of a time where I was introduced into vaping because mm. of my friends mm. and like no nicotine. It was just the flavor. Um, mm. Watermelon was at that time was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it just luckily enough, praise God, it never clung to me. I never relied on yeah. it and I was, I handed it off. I got rid of it in the end of the day. Mm. Um, but reading the 2023 report in the UK, vaping Children experimenting with vaping actually increased by 50% because mm. of the disposable vapes that were available. Guess how old they were? I'm going to say, like, if you're asking me to guess, I'm going mm. to think, like, maybe 11. Yeah, 11 to uh, 17 yeah, years old. Yeah. Um, are there people, are there age, is the age range for the children who were experimenting Insane. in the vaping area. And that's really crazy because we don't know the outcome of the effects of vaping to the lungs mm. um, as well. Well, we actually, like, in, in a sense, like, okay, we, we haven't had as much time to study and see it. Mm. Like, uh, for example, you know, smoking. And yes. you see very clearly, okay, smoking, inhaling, cigarette smoke causes emphysema mm. and all these problems. Sounds like with... Vaping, we have seen like people catching pneumonia yes. and whatnot because they're pumping their mm-hmm. lungs full of steam and like leaving their 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 lungs with lots of scar tissue and whatnot mm. because they're constantly filling it up with this you know Absolutely. like heavy flavored steam. It's like and definitely not good for you. Yes, it's artificial stuff that we're putting yeah. into our body when we're meant to be introducing yeah. natural things. Um, but then furthermore, like the uh, the nicotine addiction that comes yes. with it as well when people are... Now, ni- nicotine vapes are banned here in Australia, but there's plenty of you know talking and testimony about how they're still being sold under the table mm-hmm. in some of these smoke shops and I'm sure the same thing's happening in the UK yes. as well, but now they're just outright banning it, which Absolutely. is amazing. It's fantastic because 
is like uh, the prime minister actually said the long term impacts of vaping are unknown, and the nicotine with them can ha- be highly addictive. Yeah. So while vaping can be useful tool, like a useful tool to help smokers quit, marketing mm. vapes to children is not acceptable. No. And it, smoking is a huge um, issue that is the biggest preventable killer. It causes one out of four cancer-related deaths in um, the UK. Wow. And so like, it's, kudos to the um, Prime Minister in the UK yeah. considering like, it was recommended by the World Health Organization to mm. actually ban vaping. Mm. And so Australia actually started off, I think it was France before Australia and mm. then Australia after France. Now the UK is deciding... However, they're actually implementing harder rules and restrictions. Yeah. Um, so under the new plan, there is a restriction on certain um, vape flavors mm. as well as making the packaging plain, um, even the way yeah, that they are displayed. Wow. Um, that way it makes it less appealing to children because colors, once you have colors on the system, like you see all the toy sections, yeah, how yeah. kids just love to grab things, um, similar to how that was um well, that, that's a huge step because that, that was the step that they took with cigarettes and we've seen a mm. massive reduction as well as the increased tariffs and taxes for importing them, making it like incredibly expensive to get into cigarette smoking. Yeah. And so we've seen a decline as a result. You know, I, uh, you know, reflecting on myself, you know, in school and whatnot, I kind of came between the time of like, I'm 25 now. Mm. So I'm thinking of like when I was like, like 11, 12, 13, 14, yeah. so, like 20. 20, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, around mm-hmm. that time. And going to school, like vaping wasn't a thing because vaping yeah. really didn't exist at that mm-hmm. time. And I think it was good because at that point, it was like too late for smoking, mm. for people to pick up like smoking in school because yep. it was, if someone was smoking cigarettes in school, I went to a really good school as well. If someone mm. was smoking cigarettes, like it'd just be impossible to get away with. Yep. And then simultaneously, like, Vaping didn't exist, and so it was kind of in this middle ground. But I remember I was, I would have been 11 or 12 years old. Mm-hmm. It was New Year's Eve. I was with, like, one of my really good friends. Yeah. Um, New Year's Eve, we're walking. Like, it was like a New Year's Eve kind of, you know, you know when, like, people get together for New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And here, here in Lake Macquarie, yeah. it'll be like uh, people get together at, like, this place. or It'll be like the, mm-hmm. the F-Jetty or it'll be somewhere yeah. in Rathmines or somewhere in Wanji or somewhere, like, everyone will get together and w- watch the fireworks together. Yeah. I'm walking with my friend. I'm 11. He's 13. He's in high school. He has another friend from high school in his year at Year 7 who mm-hmm. walks up to us and pulls like a box out of his pocket and he's like you know they have a brief conversation then he's like oh it pulls this box out and he opens it up and he's got like you know marijuana in it he's like oh so you guys like you want do you have any money you want to buy some marijuana like i was 11 years old and that that was like i remember that being like the first time like the potential for that and i i really praise god that that was never something that Mm. i stepped into even though like for yourself and myself both coming from a non-christian background where it's there aren't necessarily those restrictions or Absolutely. Or, or whatnot. Even though, like, did Healthy Harold and learned, like, yeah. it was a bad thing. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's it's now – but then I remember, like, years later being, mm. being like, 18, 19, starting to work for churches, and I remember being a part of a church that was attached to a school yeah. and uh, and seeing some of the school students at, you know, 3 p.m. after school's being let out down the street mm. on the main road, like, you know, uh, puffing a vape and being like, wow, like – I just, did, just didn't expect it. It was like yeah. all of a sudden overnight, it's like in the schools and 
and kids are getting exposed to it younger and younger and younger. So I think... Yeah, it's crazy. And the beautiful thing is as well, they've put implemented an action to actually stop people um, who were born from the 1st of January 2009 onwards. Mm. Um, no one is allowed to buy any vapes. Mm. Um, so they're trying to actually do a complete smoke-free ambition and actually yeah. running for that. Yeah, following the New Zealand model. Yeah. New Zealand has very much done the same thing. They're like, if you're born after this day, you can't buy cigarettes, mm. you can't buy vapes and whatnot. So this is really great news. Shout out the UK for protecting children. I think that's Amen. like we can always praise God when we can see children being protect- mm-hmm. protected. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And right now, we are going to have our second quiz question for today. Now, again, the important thing about the quiz all throughout this week is that we are doing a draw every single day. Every single day we're doing a draw. So lucky. So you can win this book. We have five of them, and we have five amazing calendars from Voice of the Martyrs as well to give away. Guys, 0491064669 is our number. Give us the question. We'll do. Now, this is a true or false question. Oh, guys, T or F. Just text it in. Just send it through. Mm. The name Leviticus comes from Levi, the name of the priestly tribe that superintended the tabernacle and the sacrifices. Is that true or false? Hey, if you know the answer to that one, again, 0491-064-669. That is the number to text. If you text in with the correct answer, you'll go into the draw to win the prizes, the Atheism Prophecy by Ivor Myers, as well as our Voice of the Martyrs calendar. We'll give that to you absolutely for free. Just need to answer questions correctly. And again, guys, true or false? T or F? Mm -hmm. 50-50 chance. Flip a coin. To repeat it again? The mm-hmm. name Leviticus comes from Levi, the name of the priestly tribe that superintended the tabernacle and the sacrifices. Mm. True or false? True or false. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Sorry if I say that number too fast, actually, but it has very much <laughs> been engraved into my mind. Like there has been multiple times, whether it's uh, getting receipts for things or mm. going to like the doctor's office or whatever it may be, and they're like, "Hey, can we get your phone number?" And I start, I go. Zero four nine one, and I'm like, oh no no no, sorry sorry sorry, and then I have to change it up. Like that number is, I've said I've said that number out loud more than I've said my own number out loud. Like, and I've had my own number since I was twelve. So it's like, dude, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Guys, you need to get in again. That number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. You're listening to the breakfast show this morning, and I have some. Fascinating news, Nikita. Some like kind of bombshell news Mm -hmm. uh, that has been reported by you know I I feel like a number of outlets. It has been a a massive news story that I've seen plastered everywhere, which I'm really surprised about. Okay, and it has to do with the United Nations Relief and Works Agency. Yeah. Now, United Nations Relief and Works Agency or UNRWA. UNRWA, mm-hmm. you know, the, we'll just call it the UN and yeah. their, you know, the UN charity, whatnot. Yeah. Um, so this particular UN, like the Reliefs and Works Agency, is a government-sponsored uh, relief agency and fund. Mm-hmm. It hires all kinds of employees to go and to help in situations in crisis and okay. need. Right now, they've been particularly working in the Middle East yeah. and with you know Palestine, Israel, mm-hmm. helping those in need in those particular 
areas. Now, it's not, uh, say, you know, we're giving away a Voice of the Martyrs yes. calendar. Voice of the Martyrs is very much funded by donations from, mm-hmm. from you and from I. They also work with a number of companies and whatnot as well. Yep. But they're like non-profit tra- charity organization. Uh, UNRWA is the same, but it is fully subsidized by governments. You know, it, it yep. is, gotcha. it is, money is given to like millions and millions of tens of millions of mm. dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars by, by the likes of Canada, the US, Germany, Australia, uh, countries from all over the world. And it's kind of seen as like the, the world standard staple of, relief and help it's like Mm -hmm. when the government says like oh we've given money to ukraine or we've been given money to palestine it's usually through uh something like unra that would be like the main place where money is funneled so that relief can take place Mm -hmm. now interestingly about unra 60 percent of their funding has been cut because some of the names that i just mentioned before canada the u.s germany and australia have pulled out from funding or paused funding for the time. And the okay. question is why? Especially yeah. in a time in which there's so much crisis in the world. We, we see Palestine taking place, Ukraine and Russia, like uh, and all over the world. There's all kinds of things happening. Uh, yes. It, it's like, wait, why has that happened? Mm. And the reason is because a number of their employees and their staffers have been in- accused uh, for with being involved in the October 7 Hamas terror attack. What? So, yeah, like, this is massive news. Like, uh, a number of, again, their their agents who have been working in the Middle East uh, were found to be actually a part of the Hamas terrorist attack. That's crazy. And because of this, like, these countries have paused their funding. Uh, So far, 12 staffers have been terminated. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, uh, those were the 12 who were accused. There were 12 accused. All of them have been terminated and UNRWA are doing this as quickly as possible to try Mm. and get their funding back because right now, like, they're operating in these countries in desperate need. Yes. But you can imagine, like, the optics for a country like the United States, Mm. right, who – and this is the the difficult thing for for a place like the United States, right? The United States, in terms of their foreign policy, very much come off as Zionists, like, because they're supporting Israel. Yeah. But then they're also, like, we – don't want to be responsible for the bloodshed mm. in these, you know, in these attacks and in the conflict that's happening there. So then simultaneously, they're giving lots of money to relief funds like UNRWA yeah. so that they could have good optics. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, they're the, the, the place where they're funneling money into to help those who are in need, it turns out a lot of their staff are responsible for terrorist attacks. It is like, <laughs> man, so, so this is... Uh, also bad optics for the UN as well. And especially like the, the core, the, the plight of, of Palestine has been very, uh, very embraced, particularly Mm. by young people. Yes. Uh, I feel like the, the older generations and whatnot, and particularly legislatively and a lot of Western countries support Israel, Mm. but then a lot of the younger generation are like, Oh no, you know, uh, Palestinians are being genocided against and Palestinians are being hurt. And this is, this is an awful situation for Palestine and Israel should just leave. Uh, and so, yeah, all these governments kind of playing both sides, but yeah, it mm. just doesn't look good that you have, uh, yeah. because I, I don't think anyone agrees simultaneously. I think there are some pretty radical people who agree, but no one agrees that ha- the Hamas terrorist attacks were, a good thing. Mm. Uh, people have been viewing like the Israeli response 
mm-hmm. as like, okay, that's too much. And that's where the, the real protesting is coming from. Yeah. But also it's like, okay, the, the terrorist attacks weren't a good thing. But yeah, when you have multiple staff working in your, uh, in your organization that is literally there to support those in need in yeah. these places, also <laughs> participating in the, in the killing and in the attacking and in the terrorism aspect that will basically what has caused this situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like, not good optics. And so like tens of million dollars of funding has been cut, unfortunately. And there are a number of people calling out, even a, a number of, you know, Christian commentators and, mm. and um, other charities working in this area. They're, they're actually calling that they should resume the funding because they're like, okay, this bad thing has happened, but like kick this guy, kick these guys out and please like resume funding UNRWA because people are in such dire and desperate need. Absolutely. In, in these areas. Chaotic. Yeah, so it's it's like it's a it's a situation of unrest. I think no one really saw coming. Yeah, uh, like when charity like uh, oh sorry when tragedy I say like this strikes. That's usually when when unfortunately a lot of charity scams and whatnot start mm. to take place. And not that this is a charity scam, so to speak, but no one could have foreseen that. Hey, in this great charity tragedy that is the Israel-Palestine conflict, one of the forefront uh, relief agencies actually have n- a number of their staff that were involved in actually creating mm-hmm. the conflict that they're now serving to help. And now people, you know, I don't think there's much room for speculation as to whether it was the UN that maybe caused this conflict so that there could be... but. At the same time, like we talk about here on here with uh, Justin Lawman, mm. you know, politics and prophecy, seeing the movements of the world and particularly looking at the US as the bastion yeah. of the, the free West and mm-hmm. the representative of that, you know, it very much looks like for, if Joe Biden is going to have any rise in his approval rate, he needs a war. Um, mm-hmm. The government in power always, usually always looks better as a result of yeah. of being involved in war. Um you know, you can look at maybe the Bush administration and whatnot and mm. in the later Bush administration when it was found that, okay, they didn't need to invade Iraq and whatnot. Yep. It's like, okay, that was too much. But at the time, like if you, when, when the U S originally went to war in the early 2000s against Afghanistan, against mm. Iraq and whatnot to speak against them was, was if you're a famous figure or a person or, you know, the, the, I think the best example was the Dixie chicks who like spoke against them going to war. Mm. Like they were canceled. They were like the original cancel guys, yeah. people like burning their CDs and they're not, them not being allowed to play on any radio stations, like completely derailed their career. That was like booming at the time. And so it looks very good for countries to go to war. We'll see what the outcome of this. But yeah, incredibly, incredibly interesting news coming out yes. of uh, Israel, Palestine. And let us know what you think. You know, should the funding be cut, or you know, for maybe the good of people, it shouldn't be cut. Or uh, my advice is find charities who are really supporting people in need. There, shout out Adra, shout out Voice of the Martyrs, who are doing mm. a great job. You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Uh, you, you're listening this morning, and I'm just watching. Uh, so we have some studio headphones here in our studio. And Nikita, Nikita's new to the to the game, to the studio headphone game. Like these headphones are awesome because they flip around all different directions. But then you like get them kind of locked up in the opposite ways, and then you get kind of lost with it. And uh, like I've, we've all been there. We've all learned. We've all grown. Nikita, can you get for us our next quiz question? Oh, we'll get you on. There we go. Yes, there we go. (laughs) 
The next question is, in which of the Corinthians does Paul tell us that he was under such pressure in Asia that he felt the sentence of death? Wow. Hey, That's heavy deep. stuff. Yeah. He was under such pressure in Asia that he felt the sentence of death. You know the answer there? 0491-064-669. That is the number to text. If you text that number with the correct answer, you'll go into the draw to win Ivor Myers, The Atheism Prophecy. Now, we're not spinning the wheel at the end of the week like we usually do. We're spinning the wheel every single day. So you guys need to text in correct answers. You'll get the Atheism Prophecy as well as the Voice of the Martyrs calendar. Mm. We want to give both of those things to you absolutely for free. We've already had two winners this week. Shout out Liz and Tracy. You have the ability to get in for the prize as well. And I can see already lots of text messages coming in, lots of correct answers, interesting answers. Again, that number is 0491-064-669. Maybe you've never played the quiz before. It's time. Yes. Time to get it. It's, Time to do it. That's right. You have more opportunity than ever. You're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. Nikita, can you read that question for us one more time? Can do. In which of the Corinthians does Paul tell us that he was under such pressure in Asia that he felt the sentence of death? Powerful stuff there. 0491-064-669. When it says in which of the Corinthians, we're looking for, for either one of the, the book. Can maybe throw in the, the chapter there yes. as well. You know, there's some there yeah. are there are multiple Corinthians. Which Corinthians is it? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. On the phone, we have our resident mental health expert, none other than Jennifer Skews. Jennifer, are you there with us? I am. Dude, we are stoked to have you on the show. Yesterday, actually, we had uh, Dr. Justin Jackson on the show, and right. he, he does gems from creation week and usually we're looking at like gut health and microbiomes and and (laughs) and very like like this kind of this type of health sunlight and eating well and doing exercise which i know you touch on but yesterday we particularly looked at trust as well and i'm like Mm -hmm. oh man we're getting into some jennifer skews territory we're looking at the the relationships the mental health now we've got you on proper and yes. we're super stoked because we, we love having you on. We love getting into how it is that we can not only you know eat better and mm-hmm. exercise yes. better, but also how we can think better as well. So, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the answer, isn't it? Thinking better. Mm. It's, uh, it is all in the brain, but the gut-brain axis is important. They call the gut the second brain. Yeah. So if we don't look after the gut, we can't rely on the brain. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we're a whole package, and often people treat us like with psychology. You're, 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 it's your brain, but you've mm. got to look at everything. And this is what, unfortunately, a lot of practitioners don't necessarily do. I'm not saying there aren't any that don't, mm. but we really have to take the whole person into account. Yeah, mm. I love that holistic. Mm care mm. and mm. because it also represents like who we are mm. i mean biblically what the bible says about us we are a holistic being there's lots of religions that believe in dualism you know the yeah. concept oh, of, absolutely. of having mm. like you have a soul and that soul inhabits a body and then eventually yes. that body will die and that soul will float off into you know, another type of existence but <laughs> the the biblical reality is yeah. that no you are a holistic person mm. 
you know. We are, yes, yeah. And therefore, and the Bible does teach us to look after the whole system. Our body mm, is a temple of God. Therefore, yeah, we have to uh, feed it, nourish it, and certainly think in the right way. And the only way we come unstuck is, even though the whole system is important, is through the mind. That is the gateway. So this is why if we don't look after the whole system, the brain will not function, the mind won't function, and then we start making bad decisions, or then we can't make decisions, or we become very what we call irrational. Mm. We're thinking in terms of irrationality, um, and we think it's true. It's uh, or we follow our emotions. We mm. think with emo- what we call emotional reasoning mm. instead of being able to be observe it and step back and think it through. Mm. And, um, and that is some of what we looked at last week because I gave a bit of thought to because we're talking about procrastination. Yeah, wow. And uh, that was uh, it's it's really something I think we underestimate. Mm. Um, in mm. our society that people don't realise how much they procrastinate and then they don't get things done, life isn't fulfilling, they beat themselves up. Mm. Um, mm. So I thought maybe that's something we could take a little bit more of a look at unless there's something else you would like to talk about or ask me. No, I, I, I think that's incredibly valuable and to, to look at procrastination because, and I think as you're framing it, if we don't realize how much we do it, I think we need to be enlightened. Yes. So, right. Like, yes, you know, we, uh, here, here on the breakfast show, whenever we finish a segment, say we, uh, we, we do some iron sharpens iron. Sometimes we let each other know like, Oh, Hey, I think this could have gone better. Or I think this could have gone better. Okay. And that's mm-hmm. because like we here, we want the best product. Mm, you know, we 100%. want, we want a, a breakfast yes. show that reflects God, that can reach people, all of these yes. different things. And yeah, so, they're there to help others. Mm. That's right. And that's like valuable in, in, in any kind of work. You know, you, mm. every workplace has like a HR department, which yes. is, well, firstly, you know, keeping employees safe and, and tracking interaction. But furthermore is making sure that people hit their goals because yes. yeah. without that, you know, people won't improve. And so it's like, Hey, if we, if we need to focus on uh, procrastination a little bit, cause we don't realize how much we do it. Like, well, that's right. And uh, people get up in the morning, the brain's not working well, and this is where the whole system is important to get mm. us, get ourselves going. Um, yeah. And we, we will look at some more of what can we do to help the brain this year and do a lot more of maybe that sort of work because um, if, if the brain's not working well, we're not working well. Mm. So um, we might look at some other dynamics there. But this one is how the brain is program because procrastination is actually a habit yeah we get into the habit of doing it Uh um and it usually starts early in life and relates to events that happen or the models we have around us that we start procrastinating therefore we never make decisions or we delay decisions Mm. and procrastinate um a lot of it is fear driven Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so when you procrastinate, what might people be afraid of? What might you be afraid of? Why do we do Ooh. this? Oh, there's a number of reasons. <laughs> I, I, like, I, mm. I'm, I'm speaking from the perspective of someone who does struggle with procrastinating. And mm. firstly, like my fear is that like at the, in my present state, the reason I won't start something is that yep. in my present state, I don't have the ability to do it to my best. 
Okay. Right. So that's okay, like so that's, that's like yeah. I don't it's feel a bit of a perfectionist. Long. That's right. Mm, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. oh, I'm not like firing on all cylinders right now. So mm, why yes. even try? Like yeah. it, this. Yeah. Secondly, yeah. it's probably like oh. I think there is maybe a little bit of FOMO of like stuff you could do instead, instead of like do, mm-hmm. and then put it off. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I think also maybe just like the feeling of this isn't what I like to do, and mm. I think it's it's very interesting that you've called it a habit here because it's like mm-hmm. if you've created a habit of when things are you know are challenging and I need to confront them, I'm going to put them off. Like that, and that I can imagine how much that spirals. You know, we have a text message coming in from Braden. He says, how about the people that know they struggle with procrastination but struggle to find ways out of it? And I'm kind of already that's right. and that's connecting what the we dots. Can look at. Mm. I'm, I'm connecting mm. the dots here that it's like, oh, it's because mm. it's habitual. Yeah. Mm. Well, one of the things is we can change any habit as long as we know what it is and how to change it, which is mm. what I help people oh, do. Yeah, thankfully, I've got mm. to do it myself because I, I've, uh, I used to do a lot more procrastinating and it was fear driven and it's something you automatically did. That's where it becomes a habit. But mm. one of the things you pointed out was this perfectionist bit of, I can't achieve it to that degree. Therefore, I won't try mm. because if I fail, that makes me, I'm not a worthwhile person. You know, this is where it becomes very much about ourselves and uh, others might not um, like us. You know, they might think yeah. we're stupid. You know, we've got all these thinking modalities that prevent us doing it. Therefore, if I can't do it to that degree that you see as the most successful, then uh, it's easier not to try at all. Mm. You give up. So, and this is where we go into this think. It's a thinking habit. Mm, um, definitely. So, yeah, first of all, you've got to look at, recognize you're procrastinating, know that you're doing it. So maybe the listeners out there go, Oh, I do that, you know, and because I, I was brought up to be a perfectionist. So what's a perfectionist? Someone who doesn't want to fail because you'll be rejected. Mm. People don't like oh. it. You know, or your mother will be angry with you if you don't <laughs> get it right. You know, all this sort of, we've got all this dialogue and we forget mm. about all that. And then we just go into the habit of doing it. So first mm. of all, identify it. So maybe reflecting on, well, do I do that? And some people know they do. Yeah. And you, mm. you ask a procrastinator to make a decision about say, Oh, let's go out and, you know, go to a restaurant and have a meal. Where would you like to go? Oh, I'll let you decide. Mm. Yeah, I get a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. And in other words, I don't want to make a decision because if I pick the wrong place and it's not nice, it'll be my fault. Mm. That's the. You've got to look at the deeper reason. So one, identify why you're doing it, Mm. and then uh, have a look at okay, being honest with yourself. I think that's important. And if you identify that, then you can do something to change it. Right. Mm. And some of it's your dialogue. You know, I've learned well, it's okay to make mistakes. If I make a mistake, people might laugh about it or mm. I might go, Oh, I've learned something or I will correct the mistake. And mm. I've learned a lot because with, with the work I do, if I fear, which I used to be highly anxious about, Oh, if I make a mistake, people will think I'm stupid. They'll laugh at me mm. and they don't. They laugh with you. People <laughs> like to know you're human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think there was something really insightful that you said just now and it's mm, regarding how we process trauma in terms of like Mm -hmm. how it comes up in us like Mm. in regards to we don't necessarily every time something happens where we feel pressure i I feel like some people might um 
you know, their mind immediately goes back to when they were five years old and their mother or their father or something, some like that, that memory straight away. But then I think a lot of us, we're in the pattern to the point where it might not just be like a straight away that picture in our mind of that person, Mm -hmm. but rather just the feeling, Mm -hmm. the fear. It's, it's just like, Oh, I, I, I'm avoiding this because I feel as though I'll fail. Like that is probably deeply rooted in some further memory. But yes. it's not maybe not that you're playing the memory over and over again, but you're just so used to the feeling. Yeah, the emotional memory yeah. we don't rationally know. You don't go, oh, I remember when I was three years old and this happened. That's why I'm doing this. We don't do that. We just drag up the emotion we haven't mm. released or resolved. And that's where trauma is living the past in the present and we don't even know we're doing it. Mm. And uh, procrastination is quite typical of that. But this is where if you have a job to do and you're procrastinating, and it can be fear, fear of failure, not good mm. enough or whatever, but if you have a, break it down into steps versus, oh, no, I've got to do this or make this decision, break it down into smaller steps, part one, two, three, and four, for example, mm. and then start with the first step because mm. it's not often the what we, what do we really procrastinate with usually tasks at a huge Big challenge, uh, too much for us because we just see what we have to do. We don't see the process. Mm, so yes. this is where making a plan, you can even write a list, a step-by-step solution. If you're not sure, ask someone. Go and say, oh, I've got to do this. What might be the best way to do it, you know, if it's a particular task? And people are quite happy to give you things. To, you know, we'll, we'll mm. help you with it. So, oh, well, you know, I've learned a lot by asking others. And they say, oh, why don't you do it this way? And I think, oh, I never thought of that. Mm. You know, so this is where we can get help. You know, make your plan, start small, make your plan, but make sure you finish each step yeah. and don't get distracted. How often? Because we don't want to do it. It's easy. The phone rings or oh. something. Somebody wants something or you go, oh, I really <laughs> need to do this. And <laughs> then we leave this and don't finish it and have six things we're not finishing because we keep procrastinating. Mm. You can see uh, the pattern. So it's really breaking the habit, but you have to know what the habit is mm. and getting the brain to work smarter. And uh, it's like feel fear and do it anyway. You know, so what? It's, um, you know, because people aren't so going what? to react the way we think they will if that's stopping us or causing procrastination. Yeah. Um, so if you've got a friend who won't make a decision, say, are you worried I might not like your decision? You ask mm. a question and um, help them to see that it's okay. So I don't mind, you know, if we, if you make the wrong decision, that doesn't matter. We'll just give it a go again or, you know, so we can help people who procrastinate as well. True. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Like alleviate, you could say maybe the social pressure Mm. on the person to Mm, do something and, and potentially then like in that low, lower pressure environment, people then Mm. feel as though, okay, no, I can actually do this. Like, Yes. The consequences of this, you know, I I feel like we procrastinate sometimes. We can procrastinate things that are incredibly important. Yes. But to get it into our minds that, hey, like trying is the first step rather than not trying. It is. That's That's uh, it. Yeah. You're better off failing and learning something from it if that's your worst fear. Face your fear. Mm, Absolutely. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us this morning, giving us some powerful insight Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.